going on? What's up? How is everybody? How you doing? What you up to? I hope everybody is doing well. We've made it through another week. Yes. It is the weekend and we're feeling we're feeling good. Feeling lit, feeling light. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always say that. You do? I feel like I do. I don't really feel like you do. Let me know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what the happens. Well, how is everybody doing? I hope everyone is well. Um, let me start us off with our quote. Yes. With my quote for the week. Go ahead. And it comes from Arrested Development. And I don't know the characters on this, but she says, no sugar for you. You just get more awful. <laughs> and... <laughs> I have cut sugar out of my diet this week. <gasps> you wait, you did it? That's why you were talking to me about it earlier? Yes. I, I missed that. I saw you said you were gonna do it or you were trying. No, it I, happened. It happened. It's done. So you used Splendor or nothing? Nothing. <gasps> and how was it? <laughs> it was tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. It's hard. It was very bland the first mm-hmm. couple days. And I think I went through withdrawal even. Really? Um I don't know. I was just like tired and restless and I had a killer headache for like half of the week. Okay, that's withdrawal. Right. So, um, but yeah, I'm like off of sugar and well, I have one spoon in my Lipton Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day, but my teas before that and after that are no sugar. Okay. So... And I think this week I'm going to replace the sugar with either monk fruit or coconut sugar. Do like an alternative sugar. Because okay. I don't really want to go back on Splenda. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm going to, I'm adding like one thing. I'm changing one thing a week. Okay. That's like my new productivity thing. So this week was the sugar. This next week I'm going to start walking. I'm going to start doing... Um, 12 Yes. <laughs> Everybody loves 12 <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I knew. And that's the next thing. So we're, do- we're adding one thing a week into the mix and we're making some progress. Okay. I feel good about it you. though. I feel very good about it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. You get used to the no sugar thing. Honestly, I kind of already don't miss it in my mint. Like I mm-hmm. just I don't luck it in the bag mint with the bush mint. It's great. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. I want to find like a higher quality bag mint. Because mm. the bush mint, I go through too much of that. Yeah. There's just no way to keep up with it. For sure. <laughs> Basically, we get our all of our tea from Jamaica. So when we're not traveling back and forth as often, like we have been in these past two years, we go through periods where we can't get any tea and we only drink tea from Jamaica. It's very strange. Yeah, I don't, well, I like other tea, but like my good, good tea is from Jamaica. Yeah, so the bush mint that I'm talking about is like Jamaican black tea that my grandmother like grows. So yeah, even though we do have a plant here, but it's just small. Yeah, it is very small. It's just you not can't enough. Get a lot out of that. <laughs> it's just not enough. And I always miss when that tea is made. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's what's happening with me. What's happening with you? Okay. So my quote this week also comes from The Office. I had it queued up from last week because mm. it echoes the same sentiment, and it is, "I just want to lie on a beach and eat hot dogs." That's all I've ever wanted. Oh, my God. I instantly want a chili dog. Right? Oh, my God. With, like, the cheese. Yeah. Mm. I want to be a hot girl, but, like, I want to eat whatever I want, too. So, 
you know, update on the diet as, you know, as I do. Didn't you talk about the diet last week? I think I did. Okay. I started a diet. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> and I I don't miss real food a lot of the time. Uh-huh. But when I miss my good food, I'd be missing it. Mm. And I've been cheating on the diet every so often, but, like, it just, it's not the same as when you're used to just eating whatever you want every day, as I have in the past two years. Mm. Do you buy lunch every day out? No. Okay. I would do it uh, maybe two or three times a week before, um, but no, not every day. Okay. That's not too bad. I usually will buy lunch, like, once a week out. Um... Which isn't too bad. Yeah, like, the thing is, I could, I just need to make better choices. I've realized that I've been very Lego over the past two years because Mm. there's a Publix across the street from my job, and that's where I usually get lunch. I could buy a salad and be fine. Yeah. I'd be buying pub subs, popcorn, chicken, sushi, like, uh, the works, the good stuff from Publix. I mean, that's, I... (sighs) I just feel like life is so hard. Like, (laughs) food should... I know that food is technically just fuel, but so much... Food has to be enjoyed to a certain extent. Like, everything can't be healthy this and alternative that. And Yeah. It's just... It's hard to live like that. It's sustained. For sure. I I definitely believe in balance. It's very restricted. Yeah, I believe in balance, and that's why I've been cheating. Like, Mm. uh, I had... A couple beers i had wine i went to flanagan's i had wings you know it hasn't been as strict as i guess the diet should be mm-hmm. and it probably won't ever be but i'm just not like that. i get so much enjoyment from food, food. and these <laughs> these things so that's where we're at i know some days like food really it gets me because i crave things like deep i crave things like a pregnant woman yeah like i've been craving um bacon for like three weeks (laughs) and i have like not stopped and tomorrow i am cooking that whole pack of bacon and i'm going ham like i'm having some of that bacon yeah like there's i crave things when i'm in certain moods but then sometimes food annoys me yeah i just think it's all about moderation which is what i'm trying to teach myself before i would not have moderation i would eat whatever i wanted whenever i wanted and that's why i gained so much weight in the pandemic Mm. you know what i i was reading something the other day and somebody was saying you should think of your day in quarters so you have Mm. morning midday afternoon and evening and anything that happens in the previous quarter you don't carry it into the next three or the next two so if you like say you wake up and your mom's making like pancakes or whatever you have the pancakes and then for the rest of the the quarters you stay strict or you stay strict from the first quarter or the second quarter and in the third you might slip off or whatever but you don't carry it over into the next quarter you don't call the day a wash yeah with anything and they they said that you should apply that to like all things in your life so like if you get mad or annoyed you should only allow it to last for that quarter mm. or for a period of time and then like wash it away and move on so the rest of your day can continue to be productive or whatever it's gonna be like don't wash away the day just because like something has come up in like one quadrant of it yeah 
I like that. And right? That that's kind of what I've been doing with the diet as well when I cheat, mm. and I think that's why I've still lost weight because uh, I bought hummus before I started this diet <laughs> for the office because I'm going through a hummus phase. I just love it, mm-hmm. and sometimes like uh, I'll eat too much hummus you know because i'll i'll snack throughout the day and i'll have like little bites of things so like yeah. sometimes i'll be like oh just like a couple of chips and hummus but like if i overdo it i'm like okay you're gonna tone it down you're gonna do a very healthy dinner and yeah. you're gonna like pipe down and i leave it okay you should do like carrot sticks in the hummus i don't if like you're... i don't like unpopular opinion i don't like veggies <laughs> no no, I or like hummus like with like few. cucumber. Like I would do that. I like very few veggies. Cucumber makes me feel kind of weird. Mm. I've realized. <laughs> kind of makes me feel nauseous after I eat too many. Oh my god, I'm very finicky. You are very finicky. Yeah, you don't be eating things. I really don't eat a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Selena's still the same little girl. Like as a baby. Cece would eat the same thing every day for years. Yeah. It was croquetas and KFC chicken legs. <laughs> I am very much a creature of habit. I yes. love my things that I love and I stick to them. The Cheerios. Yeah. And also it's just like so easy and mindless. I feel like in my day I have to make so many decisions. I have to think so much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think about that too. Yeah. Thinking of. That's what I hate about eating. Yeah. I don't like having to make decisions, especially if I'm responsible for the food. Like, if somebody else just cooks for me, like, I love that. Yeah. Like, I don't have to think about it. It's like, it's there. Mm -hmm. The food is here. But when I have to make decisions and uh, I get, I get annoyed. Yeah. It's too much for me. It is. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into the show. Let's get into it. (laughs) After that rant. Yeah. Um, this week we are talking about Hannah, which we spoke, we mentioned last week. Um, I actually watched the show. (laughs) Thank you, Selena. Thank you for joining us. It was an easy watch. It really was. We're talking about season three of Hannah. We have talked about the show previously, um, on the show in season one and season two, whatever, Go back to the episodes. Um, season three on Amazon Prime came out probably like two months ago. Yeah, we were a little late to the party, but we watched it. Yes, and this is their final season. Very sad about that because it's such a good show, but mm-hmm. I thought this was a really good conclusion to the series. Absolutely. I loved this season. I love this show so much. It just, it gave me all the feels. I love a crime, conspiracy, spy, I love a drama. spy, like, secret agent, um, a renegade, take down the government. I love that. Love that. It's one of my favorite <laughs> genres. Especially in Europe. Yes. Like, I don't like a spy show in America. I like a spy show in Europe, abroad. Me either. Right? I feel like they always take place abroad like they yeah. always end up in europe mm-hmm. it's the, just better <laughs> it is like the backdrop is better and you know what i think because you can move throughout the countries easily yes it just gives it a little little spice yeah <laughs> <laughs> so season three we are picking up where they left off in season two hannah is fresh out of a mission that has gone awry in spain 
in season two. Mm -hmm. And one of her fellow agents has died and she has kind of teamed up against the agency with the director Mm -hmm. that has gone rogue. And she is back at the Meadows, which is like the... The high school for training the assassins. (laughs) The academy for the assassins. And they are getting ready to send them out into the world. They're getting ready to enter into these lives and these aliases that they've created for them. And for them to be put on missions to assassinate people. Mm -hmm. Um, And alongside that, Hannah is working with Marissa, who is the head of the program used to be the head of the program that has now gone rogue um, because she realizes that what they are training the girls for isn't what she signed up for it's nefarious and she doesn't want to be a part of that organization anymore and so they are working together to try to investigate who's running the show and who is sponsoring the program and to take them down essentially mm-hmm. and it's just so good. It's so, so good. I mean, I didn't notice this before, but after the show finished and we were like, oh, was there going to be a season four? I looked it up and we found out they weren't going to come up with another season. But the way the creator explained the show just made so much sense. Mm-hmm. He was like, season one, Hannah is a child. Season two, she's a teenager. She's coming into her adolescence. Season three, she's an adult. And this is where we have to end things. That was supposed to be the cycle of the show. And you definitely see the difference between season one and season three. Yes. Where Hannah is this dark-haired, sheltered, wild girl in the forest. Mm -hmm. We don't really know what's going on. We don't know what kind of powers she has. And then now, coming full circle, at the end she's taken down the organization that killed her mother killed her father made her life a living hell and continued to take the things that mean a lot to her yes season three she has a relationship yeah and in that relationship i love how they didn't make it like a immature relationship in the sense that the guy had a kid and now there was more at stake and she was also thinking about something other than herself Mm. and i love those scenes when he was like no i want to be with you i want this i don't want to leave you and she was like no because that little girl was me and i didn't sign up for that shit and she doesn't deserve it yeah to come full circle yeah and to now like have that that forward thinking mentality Mm -hmm. i loved that and i loved how at the end they also made her hair dark again yeah me too it was so symbolic i thought it was just like such a good close close to this story i agree um i thought well (laughs) one thing i did at first i was not confused but i was surprised that she got so attached to aziz Mm -hmm. um or what's his name naziri naziri abba abbas 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 naziri um i was surprised that she got so attached to him but he was kind of like a counterculture like revolutionary thinker and i thought i think that kind of resonated with her because she is trying to work behind the scenes to take it down an organization that is trying to control the masses trying to 
kill like free speech and free thought and like alternative thinking. And when I saw how that resonated with her, I was like, hmm, interesting. Because she does, she came from living outside of society, away from people, completely isolated and fearing really other human beings um, in her life with her father in season one. And so to see that kind of manifest in that relationship, Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting because it just like, pulled her back to that place yeah as when she was a kid Mm -hmm. um and then just every single episode of the show was like a movie it was so dense so Mm -hmm. much happened in every episode that it was like it was really quite a journey yeah from beginning to end and it's crazy because it was an easy watch six episodes each an hour long less but it's like where the season started and where it ended it it was amazing it didn't feel rushed i felt like it had a lot of great content a lot of great scenes cinematography was amazing the mm-hmm. fight scenes amazing and it was a good balance of the fight versus the drama right the fight scenes were amazing i mean she is really a talented fighter like yes in the last episode when she was running through the woods in all that tactical gear i was just like this girl is such an athlete like mm-hmm. i just thought she was magnificent in the role like the the way that she could move between like being like fierce and animalistic and really just she has like this innate ability to like feel things Mm -hmm. and like she taps into her training in these like very like specific small ways like when she's being held in that building Mm -hmm. and she's counting the steps between her door and the other door so she knew to run into the the air vents and move in into the other room like i was just like wow like she is just so laser sharp but then we see other sides of her like when she's with um abbas when she's just she's vulnerable and soft and she's caring and she's almost motherly over him Mm -hmm. um and even at the end when marissa is dying she's like i love you too and like those kinds of moments i thought were was a good balance of the character development Mm -hmm. and it was a really like it was it was interesting to see her act that out like i thought she did really well in both types of those characters yeah and beautifully written too yes i feel like that reflected her father from season one who raised her how he was protective and fierce and he trained her Mm -hmm. but he loved her so much they were so sweet with each other and to see that come full circle at the end when she like kind of had her own family that was beautifully written but yes like she is an amazing actress and those scenes when she was in the forest i was like hannah is a wild girl wild it, it was just amazing. And we hadn't really seen her in the forest again yeah. for the past uh, episodes and, like, the season before. And to see her back in her element. I really liked that. I thought the symbolism of that was really nice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really just such a good show. Like, it, if you haven't watched it, like, I highly, highly recommend you do. It's extremely layered it's it's a really great story Mm-hmm. really good story um the one thing i thought was like a little weird was like the father element with marissa and the director 
Um, he was a psychopath. Yeah, he um, was very much sick. <laughs> you always know that you're gonna get a psycho when you see Ray Liotta. Like, love him dearly. Like, what a king. What a legend. Um, but he was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to like torture Marissa as a kid, abuse her, abuse her mom. It sounds like, and her sister, because they sound weirdly estranged yeah and he was behind the scenes sponsoring her entire career and bringing her to this place and she was rejecting that and rejecting that and he was just trying as much as he was trying to hunt down anna hannah um he was also trying to exert this control over marissa and bring her back into the fold and to kind of have her like finish his legacy almost Mm -hmm. like i felt like he wanted to have her by his side as they led together and she was just like absolutely not Mm -hmm. but it was tough for her because she was like he is my father and there is a weird element here and she couldn't kill him you're programmed to love your parents i know no matter what they do to you so i feel like that added a very interesting element to the show yeah because uh if it was just some random chairman, they would have been dead so many other episodes before. So adding that in there, that like, you know, I don't want them to necessarily kill Marissa, even though she can bring down the whole operation. Mm-hmm. I want to convince her. I need to be cruel enough that like she submits. Yeah. I feel like that added another layer to the show that I really liked. And can we talk about Marissa? Because she is a badass. She was a bad one this season. Yeah. I kind of forgot a little bit of season two, so I don't really remember a lot of the fighting that she did, but Homegirl got busy this season. She I was a bad one. I was like, wow. I was shocked at how much, how physical they made her character this season. Mm-hmm. She was running, she was jumping, she was shooting, she was fighting, she was everything i loved the scene where hannah brought her in in season in episode five and they were like coming into the building again and like they they both saw the glass they both instinctually they were like so in sync it was so like simpatico like Mm -hmm. it was just they were they just moved as like one weird brain yeah. and force. It was, they were so, I don't know if this is just like spy training, but they were so like stealth and in sync. So. And they were also like incredibly aware of their surroundings at, at every moment. Like that's not something that most people have. Yeah, no, they were connected. Yes. I loved that about it as well. Their relationship was also beautiful to me because I feel like they both lost their family and they made each other their family. Yeah. And I have to admit, season one and season two when Marissa had like this weird mother thing with Hannah, I thought it was like weird. Yeah. But now I was like, oh no, this is nice in this season. Yeah, it was it was lovely to see this yeah. season. Um but they were just so connected. I love that at every episode it's like one of them were go- was helping was like coming in at the last yes. minute to save the other one. And it was like at every moment even when they thought it was over, the other one was right there to catch the them. Like, it was like, don't worry, I'm here. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm here. Don't worry, I'm here. Like, I loved 
seeing that kind of balance of their relationship going both ways. Yeah. And you know what else I liked about that of them going back and forth, saving each other? It didn't feel fake. And I feel like a lot of spy shows, they can kind of take it over the top and it's like, oh, that would never really happen. But like uh, their fighting and their plans were very rooted in reality and things that could happen. And even the whole conspiracy seemed like something that could really happen. No, we haven't even gotten into the conspiracy, (laughs) but what they what the organization is doing, they're basically writing an algorithm to sift through all social media, all touch points that people like put out on the internet and predict who will be the next set of terrorists or people that you know could pose a threat to national security and they were preemptively killing them Mm -hmm. when they were young before they had done anything and are we headed there Potentially, Could something like that happen? Absolutely. I felt like it was a very interesting take on what technology is capable of and the ways in which government can exploit that and how far are they willing to go to prevent the next 9-11 or prevent the next mass shooting or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know that government's, do shady shit behind the scenes and we know they love to go kill some people Mm -hmm. in some stealth operations so it just it all felt very plausible rooted in reality yeah i i like that because i feel like with a spy movie you want it to be larger than life but you also want it to be realistic yes. i don't know like some of the plans in these other shows and movies that we've seen it's just like okay yeah that's fun that's interesting but like then i'm no longer as like immersed in the story because i it reminds me that it's all fake this one it felt right. like very real very real even i hate like an action movie where the stunts are so fake that you know that it they would never survive yes like i cannot watch fast and the furious anymore because i'm like everybody's neck would be broken in these kind of like crashes with these cars Mm -hmm. like i can't watch something like that (laughs) because i'm just like it's it's so far away from possible but everything in this the fight scenes the way they went about like hunting people down finding them intercepting the other um assassinations Mm -hmm. like all of that felt very real very yes and i also loved that the black girl from season two was kind of like this like fairy godmother character Mm -hmm. like working behind the scenes because a lot of things she really like warned them tipped them off like helped them out and i i i just loved that inclusion of her character continuing Mm -hmm. um it just all felt very like okay cool yeah. This makes sense. Sometimes you need that. And also when the last girl turned, I thought that was good too. What was that? <laughs> was that your phone? I don't know. <laughs> Did Siri go off? I don't know. <laughs> that was weird. We were like... <laughs> um. Yeah. Also, Sandy and Jules, the other characters, Sandy was has been a psycho been a psycho she been jealous and bad mind the thing is that sandy (laughs) believed the the lie 
Like she really thought it was reality and she couldn't handle that it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And she also could not face herself and the consequences of her actions. When she killed um, Ethan's pregnant girlfriend she just it haunted her Mm -hmm. literally and i think that drove her mad like at the end she was like a wild dog Mm -hmm. like when she popped up in the forest i was like this is why you can't like um (laughs) our grandmother has a saying um don't feel sorry for maga dog Mm. And basically, it means, like, you can't feel sorry for people because they will turn around and bite you. Yeah. And I just felt like, Sandy, MAGA dog, like, no. Yeah, but, like, it's a cognitive dissonance. And in that situation, she either had to double down and be the bad guy and believe in her beliefs no matter what Mm -hmm. or completely disregard everything she's ever known. Yeah. So she she picked wrong, but she had (laughs) to pick one. (laughs) Yeah, she did. And it it killed her at the end Mm -hmm. which i was sad i was no i wasn't sad i was happy to see it because i was like i'm actually so sick of you like yeah she was a problem she was a problem (laughs) she needed to go i love that jules came into the fold and she was really like no i don't think this is right like something's amiss here um and i've always liked jules character me too and yeah that was just like Sandy was sick. (laughs) Very much sick. (laughs) She was sick. Um, What else? I think think that's it. Yeah. Overall, it was just a great watch. We haven't done the scripted shows lately, I feel like, because they haven't been good. And I can't get through the things when they're not good. I very easily got through this. (laughs) No, this was absolutely worth the watch. It was worth the wait as well. I was actually, while I was watching it, I was like, thank God Amazon, like, let, like, brought this back and didn't Mm -hmm. just, like, scrap it during quarantine. Yeah. Um... This was very, very, very good. So, guys, highly recommend, definitely recommend to go watch it. Um, Definitely going to keep the scripted shows going. I feel like we're in a good scripted show era right now. Yes, because there are a couple of things that we love that we haven't watched yet. And also, I feel like the shows that were good before COVID are back. Yeah. So, The turnaround has finally happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Everything's coming back that that was good that went on hiatus. Yes. All right, guys, it is time for tea. Let's get tea. into it. Pinkies There's up. so much to talk about this week, mm-hmm. unlike last week. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what happened from one week to the next, but we asked and the celebrities delivered. Literally. Delivered. Rihanna delivered her baby. Yes. Start there. Congratulations to the queen, to Riri. Mm-hmm. She had a baby boy. It was a boy. It's a boy. Cutie. Not excited about that. I don't what? think the world needs any more men. And I just really wanted to see her with a little girl. <laughs> okay. I think this little boy is going to be swagged out, though. No. So cute. He's going to be adorable. I cannot wait to see pictures. He's going to be beautiful. She said that she's going to be, like, really protective. So I wonder if we're even going to get photos. We'll get the baby when we get the baby. Probably in a few months to years. Like, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Have we even seen what the twins look like? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be They look exactly like Blue. I've never seen them. They literally look like triplets. Like, they all look the same. That's so funny. (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll see the baby eventually, but like not when we want it. No, <laughs> I'm interested to hear the name that she chose. I want to hear the name. Um, she's an island gal, so she's gonna pick an island name for sure. I feel like that too. Like I feel like she's not gonna do something weird. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, it would be so funny to have like a super island name like Barrington or something. Barrington, you know, something like that. Like I would yeah. love that. I would love that too. Um, yeah, but congratulations to uh, Re. Tree, um, but you said Kim because I'm thinking about Kim. There's Kim. I'm thinking stuff. about the Kardashians. But before yeah. we move on to them, I want to talk about an update on some other baby news. Oh, and Brittany has announced that she did lose the baby. Oh, so she was pregnant. She was pregnant, oh. and she says that um, we lost our miracle baby early in the pregnancy. So oh. I think that. Um, explains why she hasn't had like a bump that's growing and she announced it like really very very early early. i think she like jumped the gun Mm -hmm. and announced it like the second she found out and this is why you don't do that yeah which is unfortunate but you know apparently it's a trend now to announce your pregnancy early so that way it's less of a like to kind of be transparent if you lose the baby because you don't it's becoming more of a trend to talk about your loss so it's okay Okay. to announce a pregnancy early if it happens because you would want people to know that that you lost it exactly instead of being pregnant hiding it losing the baby and then not being able to talk about it with anyone i believe that you should do that with your nearest and dearest mm-hmm. i don't think the internet needs to with be the involved. world yeah i think people are way too comfortable sharing way too many super personal things with the masses like yeah people need to go back to like understanding privacy like i i just feel like that's so invasive and that's so raw and i understand I understand. I get it. But I just feel like in this day and age, like, who doesn't know? I don't know. I just feel like how many examples of something do you need to feel validated? I know, right? I don't know. I feel like on one side, it normalizes it. But on the other side, it's like, do we really need that? I don't know. Celebrities can do whatever they want to do. But I personally know somebody who did that. They, like, announced an early pregnancy. And then I would think about them. And it's like, oh, like, she hasn't posted about her pregnancy in a while. That's really weird. And then, like, a couple months later, she announced that she had a miscarriage. And she wrote this whole long thing. And I was just like, this is very dramatic. (laughs) This is a lot for me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I just think it's a lot of very raw, very personal emotions that you sh- are sharing with people that you don't need to be. I didn't ask for this. Like, that is not why I follow you on Instagram. This is why I don't believe in following <laughs> people that you know. Like, really? I, I have started to unfollow a lot of people that I know, like, loosely mm-hmm. because I just feel like I don't need to know about people's personal lives. Like, I do think there's it's something to, like, keep up with what people are doing. But I just don't need every update. Like, I don't need to know that you went, you saw this person. And I don't need to know that your kid is sick. I just, like, <laughs> I don't need to know. Like, unless you're in my immediate circle, mm. I just I just feel like it's too much information. And we shouldn't really know 
this much about this many people. Yeah. It's it's getting murky. I remember there's this girl that I know. She was pregnant. She had like a mommy blog. She had her she was having her second child and she had a stillbirth. Mm. And she was so public about like her whole like brand was being a mother and then she lost that baby and like she immediately like announced it because everybody she was like i'm going into labor i'm at the hospital and it was just like a play by play what a nightmare and i was just like so devastated watching it like watching it all unfold Mm -hmm. and i was just like this is we shouldn't know all of like we shouldn't be so deeply involved and ingrained in like every ounce of someone's personal life to know this Mm -hmm. level of like detail it was just it was awful it's just so it's just so sad yeah it's a lot i'm really sorry for britney i know i hope i think she'll try to get pregnant again i just think she said she wanted to have another baby before she had the forced iud taken out yes so i think she'll do it again she'll get there and i just hope she's like doesn't get too sad yeah you know i hope she's spending time with her other children and isn't so fixated on a baby Mm -hmm. you know like sometimes people get so caught up and like i want another one i want another one it's like yeah well you have some yeah like those are still beings that you brought into this world like nurture and and foster and create deep lasting bonds with them like that doesn't i don't know i don't know absolutely yeah Moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the Kardashians because there's a lot going on. Yes. First of all, Kim is on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. She's one of four cover models along with Sierra, May Musk, and this other new uh, model named y- Yumi Nu. She's like a plus size, like mm-hmm. um, Polynesian. Yeah. Did you know that Elon Musk's mom was so beautiful? <laughs> First of all, I know her face. I didn't From the know. Cover Girl <laughs> yes. commercial, yes. I didn't realize that was his mother. Nobody knew. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah, apparently she's been a model yeah. her whole life, but yeah. she's beautiful. Gorgeous. <laughs> I wish she was the only cover. Right? I don't, I hate this four cover. I think it's such a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like, it's very lazy. No one can ever just like be the one anymore. Like everybody has to be included. And I just feel like it's so much more of an impact if they had just had her or had just had Yumi. Mm-hmm. Like, and not, and I think out of all the covers, Sierra has the best one. Let me see. I haven't seen them. No. Uh, okay, yeah, Sierra's cover is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Her photos are beautiful. Kim yeah. is in Skims, mm-hmm. and she's got on, like, mesh gloves that match the bathing suit, and oh, I just feel I like... like that. <sighs> it's that's, screaming ad. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, sure. May Musk looks gorgeous as ever. Gorgeous. And I like the other model's cover, too. I like her cover. I hate her bathing suit, though. Uh, I just feel like it's giving, like... I don't hate her bathing suit, Pink-y. but I think I think they could have done they could have picked a better shot. I feel like like it's the least interesting cover. Yeah, but she's beautiful. Yes, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate that there's four of them. Like I just feel like it cheapens it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it should have just been May. 
Right. Me too. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. That short hair, that color. I love the bathing suit. I just like love that cover. Yeah. I I was just very much shocked that Elon Musk had a beautiful, successful mother. (laughs) He is such a character. And he's not even cute. Like, uh, he's not good looking to me. I don't know what his dad looks like. I'm sure he looks like his father because I don't feel like he looks like her. Yeah, she's striking. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. Like, can we not talk about him? I want to get into her. Right? <laughs> well, apparently their family history is, like, very interesting and, like, very... He's a character because he doesn't have, like, seven kids now. Uh, yeah. It's, like, a lot of kids. I think they're up to, he's up to, like, eight or something That's like that. That's weird, too. Like, what are you doing? He's trying to start the population from Mars. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's so funny. You know he had a second baby with Grimes. Yes, I heard about that. How did they have another baby? I thought they were... A surrogate. Like, uh, really? Yes, they had a surrogate. Oh. And they... It was after they kind of broke up, but they're, like... They're saying that they have chosen to be, like, an extended family and, like, live this alternative kind of relationship. Well, good for them. No, honestly, on her part, like, if you have a one baby daddy that you can deal with, like, if you want to have another kid, go for it. Keep it it. going. Yeah, that's what I would think. But on his side, I think he's very strange. (laughs) No, he's... I just... I never understand... Men don't raise kids, so it's like, of course you want so many. But that is also so sick. I just think it's so weird. It is weird. Anyways. (laughs) Moving on to more Kardashian news. Courtney is getting married. She's probably, like, saying her vows as we speak. Well, Courtney is married. Well, yes, she is. But, like, they're having the official, official big grand wedding Mm -hmm. in Portofino at the Dolce & Gabbana. I think it's a chateau. Um, And the entire family is in Italy. They did have their second ceremony. The official ceremony they had in Santa Barbara earlier this week with just her grandmother and his father as witnesses. But that was the courthouse one where she had on the short white dress. Okay, yeah. I hated that look. I feel like the most important thing about this wedding is the looks. So we had her first Vegas wedding. Uh Uh-huh. Loved it. Loved the vibe. Amazing vibe. (laughs) Okay. All vibes. This wedding, the courthouse wedding... I actually love a good courthouse wedding love. as well. Honestly, this is my vibe. This is what I'm yeah. going to do. I'm, I want, I want, uh, yeah. The the Vegas wedding, totally my vibe. This yeah. little courthouse with just the grandparents. Like I, this, that's all I want to do. Yeah. The Vegas wedding was so fun, so fresh. I like how they're having multiple weddings too, because like if this is the person that you're gonna be with, do it up, have multiple weddings. I love how like in other cultures they have multiple ceremonies. Yeah. Like why don't we do that shit over here? One day I like so many different things. Yeah. I also like that she didn't do like uh like um like lead up to it she didn't yeah she didn't do a bridal party she, she didn't, didn't do have a bachelorette, bachelorette. Yeah. i love that yeah that's fun that's grown grown <laughs> and, grown and sexy <laughs> very grown very like i am doing this for me and it's yeah. not about 
all the rest of you bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, very much grown and sexy. I like the pictures of the courthouse wedding, though. I feel like when you saw the the paparazzi shots of the dress, it was a little boring. But that veil with the glove, I love. I didn't like it as much. No? No, I wanted more. And I didn't see the paparazzi sh- shots. I saw the stylized shots as okay. well. Them in the car and all of that. I love like, those photos. No, like, uh, it would have been better, but I think her... It was nice, but her look would have made it better. I agree. I thought the dress was, like, a little boring, but I, I got the vibe. I just love that veil, that... It was like all one piece. Yeah. I just loved the little, I love a little veil. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was so cute. Yeah. Dolce & Gamana is doing the entire wedding. So everything they're wearing is Dolce. Okay. And they're having the, the big wedding at a Dolce & Gabbana house. Mm-hmm. So I don't, th- I'm, I'm a little worried for the looks because Dolce is not putting out good looks right now. Yeah. Like they just did... Some, um, they just dressed Ashari Wa for, mm. um, cans. Yeah. And it was, like, literal, I mean, I've Pain. never seen her, I've never seen a more ugly dress. Oh, no. So, I just, I'm hoping that Courtney took creative control as much as she could have. I'm just a little worried because I feel like they are yes people. And if they're, if the whole wedding is being done by this, like, couture house historic house like i just don't know how much you can like push back on like the vision that's being given to you Mm -hmm. yeah um i mean we haven't seen the big wedding look but when she arrived in italy she was wearing the same dress from the courthouse wedding in black Mm -hmm. that was horrendous with another little veil hated it she looks so bad (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like everybody looks bad because Kim's looks in Italy haven't been the best. Honestly, unpopular opinion, Kim needed Kanye to style her for the rest of her life. Uh, Kim is in her flop era. She's in her flop era. (laughs) Um, They're all... I mean, I saw this breakdown. I watched this like series of videos of their kind of style evolutions individually, and they're all in their frop era right yeah. now. Kendall looked a damn mess. Kim, no, not Kim. I'm sorry. Kylie also looked really bad. That weird black dress with the boots. With the boots in the bag. Like, yeah. did not match. Like, the dress was giving, I'm going to the club. The boots were giving, it's it's biker boys. Like The boots were giving 2007 high top lace of Converse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you wear because you love Avril Lavigne and you want to be a skater girl. Yeah, it was, it, like, the look was just not good. Chloe looks the best. So far, consistently. Because that's like her signature look, though. Yeah, she loves a leopard. She loves a tight dress. She Mm -hmm. loves a corset. Like, it's kind of in her wheelhouse. Yeah. I just feel like, ooh, Dolce is like, it's, it's, they're very specific. The other ladies are not giving. Chris looks the best. Chris (laughs) looks great. She looks, every look that she's put on has looked amazing. Yeah, but like, uh, it's hard to... You would think it's hard to mess up a nice black frock. Chris is doing a nice black frock at every event. (laughs) 
like a nice, a like a nice mother of the bride frock. Yes, it's hard to mess that up. It is. It is. She looks great. Yeah. Um. Even at the Met Gala, they all looked horrible. Chris looked great. Right. A nice frock. <laughs> Chris, Chris is Chris looks great right now. She's um, dressing her age. She's yeah. dressing her style. The rest of them are are looking really awful. <laughs> um, in that video that I was watching on on YouTube, they were saying that Courtney's best arrows when she was with Eunice, and they like yes. Oh my god, that really is Courtney's best era. And she was giving clean girl. The clean girl aesthetic. Yes, but like so... The short, wet hair, the simple makeup. I also think like Courtney a year ago was looking really good. It's... Something has happened in the last couple months, but I... like She gained weight. I was going through her Instagram and like a year ago, she was dressing amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something's happened. Something's changed. I think she gained weight and she's trying to cover it up a little. Girl, just embrace it. Like, you're still, like, what, a size two? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that makes sense because she was going through IVF and the mm. hormones. Yeah. That can affect your weight. I think that's exactly what happened. And Kim's best era was pre-wedding Kanye. Pre-wedding with Kanye. Yes. Yes. And, like, immediately after the Paris Fashion Week leading up to the robbery. After the robbery, it all went downhill. Leading up to the robbery, she was hot. She looked really great in all of her looks. Her best era. From the pre-wedding to the robbery, that's Kim's best era. She's this... I am so sick. She looks like she's wearing American apparel, and it is 2011. Yeah. (laughs) Balenciaga is not giving. At all. Hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Hate it, hate it. I miss Virgil Abloh. And off-white. I feel like he did really great looks for the celebs. Now he's gone. Mm, Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, let's talk about some TV news. Um, Some of our faves are very unhappy right now. The Jersey Shore. MTV has announced a whole new set of of shows that are Mm -hmm. in the works to come in, like, 2023. And one of them is a Jersey Shore 2.0. With the original cast? No, with like a new cast. cast. So basically, Jersey Shore 2.0 with a new set of roommates to basically build off of the original. They're not going to do it right. They're not going to be as iconic. Nothing will ever, I mean, nothing will ever compare to the original Jersey Shore. Nothing will ever compare to that cast. And the cast is highly upset. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Are they bringing them back for another Jersey Shore season? Well, they've got um, Family Reunion. Yeah. And they're starting a new season right now. Okay. Hold on. Let me pull up the statement that they all released. Mm. Uh, Where is it? They're, are they mad because they don't want to tarnish the legacy or are they mad because they're not getting another sh- season? I think it is the former. Mm. Hold on. Okay. As a cast that took a chance with a network in need, we put our most vulnerable moments on television for the world to see. We gave all of 
We gave our all over the past 13 years, became a family, and continue to open our lives for the world. So please understand that we are not in support of a version that will exploit our original show, our hard work, and authenticity to gain viewers. Don't forget to tune into the all-new season of Jersey Shore Family Mm. Vacation. Hashtag we are Jersey Shore. They all posted this. Oh, okay. And they're pissed. I I understand. (laughs) I think when... Jersey Shore came back for their reboot, Family Vacation. MTV was failing. Mm-hmm. And I think it yeah. really brought the network back. Because yeah. since then, they have been able to do so many spinoffs. Polly and Vinny, all of their shows. And I feel like that has given MTV like a, a revival. And I don't think they originally wanted to do it. I think MTV kind of like begged them. And they were like, okay, fine. Like, even though we're past this reality TV stage of our life, we'll do so. We'll, we'll give like yeah. we'll do it again and i think they're kind of like well now that you guys have got your ratings back and now we've put in a second round of blood sweat and tears for you you're just gonna like revive the show yeah without us yeah kind of thing i get it it's their hard work that they feel like mtv is now trying to piggyback off of and like exploit in a sense yes. like uh, jersey shore is them that right. cast, like, they, they should own it. They made the show what it is. Right. And because of th- their revival, they were able to start Floribama Show, sure. And Floribama Shore is bad. And Siesta Key, they brought back The Hills because they saw it was working. Now they're doing uh, a, The Hills 2.0 as well. Mm-hmm. So they, I just feel like they feel like we literally put the network on our back and now you're going to like go remix this with some new kids. I feel like they yeah. feel a little territorial about like the name and the brand because they are Jersey Shore. Absolutely. Especially if they did it behind their back and if they're not getting like any money from it they're not benefiting from this a new show i would be mad too yeah like i we made this shit right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think it will be interesting to see what the new show is like Mm -hmm. and you know what i heard is also coming back um are you the one yeah, wasn't it on? They had that one season that we didn't watch and it flopped. <laughs> but, like, I don't think they ever canceled it. No, but that was, like, a long time ago. That was pre-quarantine. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's coming back, though. Okay, I love Are You The One. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like MTV needed to tap into the nostalgic audience that loved MTV when they were teenagers and like Jersey Shore did that. I feel like now, like uh, my age, yes, but the younger Gen Zers, they're not watching MTV. No. They're not watching TV. True. Period. Period. Anyways, let's talk about Lori Harvey's controversy, <laughs> her scandal. Her scandal. Lori Harvey sported some fabulous abs at the Met Gala. Yes. Everybody was like, girl, tell us your secret. She made a TikTok telling everybody the secret. She said, yes, I do Pilates, but also when I was trying to lose weight, I worked out twice a day, the Pilates, and then I did like cardio and lifting. And I also ate either 1,200 to 1,400 calories a day. And the girlies came for her. 
oh my god that's an eating disorder that's horrendous the uh, average adult woman needs 2,000 calories a day to function you're promoting negative eating habits they were mad the girls were pressed they were very upset yeah um has no one ever been on a diet before? That's like, literally a think, diet. What do you think a diet is? Yeah. And I did. Okay. So for research for this topic, I put in my information to a calorie calculator mm-hmm. to see how many calories I need in a day. Because I think Lori Harvey is about like five seven, five eight. She's like, that tall? She's kind of tall. She's not like a short woman at all. I th- if anything, she's like five six, five seven. Because oh. remember, she was a model. So she can't be that short. Anyways, my minimum calories a day for me to maintain my body without working out is 1,400 calories. And homegirl said that she was working out twice a day and she wanted to lose weight. This is going to be very unpopular. (laughs) (laughs) Just know that you're going to be triggered. Don't get mad. Okay? (laughs) I'm not your mama. Doesn't matter what I say. We eat way too much food in America. We do not need all of these calories to survive. Our food is riddled with hormones and antibiotics and plastic and just terrible toxic shit i'm so, wrong she's short she's only five four yeah that sounds more like it so if i only need 1400 calories a day at my basal metabolic rate not working out and she was eating 1200 to 14 at that height no she was fine <laughs> because the quality of our food tends is quite awful and our and our diets are quite terrible in america um our home, our hormones are out of whack. Our our metabolisms are out of whack. There's so many things that need to be like counteracted, and I do know that the history behind, you know, the health industry, diet culture, what we think of as healthy and normal, has been altered for many different reasons that are not always true to what we should follow. In saying that, though, like, you don't need to be eating all day. Yeah. And you don't need to be, like, stuffing your face at all times to be okay Mm -hmm. or healthy. And I don't care how body positive you are. Our bodies function better when they're light, when they're agile, when they're healthy, when they're balanced. We shouldn't be carrying around excessive amounts of weight on our bodies for optimal health. Yeah. And also... like, And I don't really care that the medical industry has warped certain things. Like, that's just basic common sense. Like, when you're light, when you are eating healthy, when you are eating clean, when you're active, you feel good and you're able to move and function at, at your best. Like even me in this last week, the first half of the week, I was like in withdrawal from sugar. Like that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And like now I feel like the the second half of the week, I was like firing on all cylinders. Like I got so much done because it's like, I'm not 
putting so much shit into my body. Absolutely. And that's just like one thing. That's just like sugar in my tea. It's crazy. And I feel like we need to realize that nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. (laughs) What works for you may not work for you, may work for you. Right. The people on Twitter saying, oh, I'm a bodybuilder. I do this. That is not healthy. That works for you. Stay in your lane. And those are tailored to your body and your goals. You know what I also cannot stand? I hate workout people that are like... You got to have this much protein. You got to eat the bars. You got to have the shakes. You got to have the pre-workout. It's like, sir, you're pumping your body full of caffeine and like artificial protein. Like that cannot be healthy. Like that is not more healthy than just like eating a piece of steak or eating some lean chicken or some fish and just some vegetables. Yeah. Some organic vegetables. (laughs) Like you cannot tell me that I need to put all of that in my body to be like optimal. Mm hmm. And then shame the other side of it that's just like, I'm just going to eat less. There is no one size fits all. And yes, I feel like sometimes when you talk about calories and dieting, it can be triggering for certain people. Absolutely. But And like you have to, that's a slippery slope. You have to be careful. But at the same time, it's like be an adult. Do what works for you. What do you think of, what do you, where do you think, responsibility lies with triggers because people put it on the person that has triggered yes but i feel like you can't temper everything you say and do for every specific person like it your triggers have to be your responsibility like Mm -hmm. you have to build a system in your like for yourself where you can like live in a world that's triggering and you can still function in equilibrium absolutely (laughs) i feel like uh, you are in charge of yourself and you need to know how to manage your own anxieties and your own triggers and yes i feel like certain triggers are some triggers are very common and like at that point it does fall on the responsibility of the person who's talking about it to be like hey i'm gonna talk about something controversial right because there are some things that like very many people get triggered by yeah but you yourself if you are triggered by certain things you also need to take responsibility for that and i'm not saying uh, live a life where you avoid the things that trigger you but like you need to heal you need to like that is your problem yeah it's not my problem that you went through something and like the way i'm living my life and my truth is triggering you right <laughs> Twitter me Twitter twittering. I don't know. Twittering. The girls were mad. They were so upset. They were just like, this is not realistic. It's like, I just don't understand how people think you lose weight. You starve and you work out like an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> you eat clean, you eat healthy, you eat less. Like that, that's Two, it. Now that I think about it, 2,000 calories a day is a lot. That is a lot. If my basal metabolic rate without working out is 1,400, if I wanted to eat 2,000 calories a day, well, I probably was eating that at one point, um, I would need to work out a lot. Right. You have to, like, burn to, that. To maintain my body right. back to 1,400. Right. That's insane. I don't know. I just feel like we we eat so many things. You never know. You, you don't realize how the calories add up, but they add up very quickly if you're not cognizant of it. Yeah. The sauce, the ketchup, the this, the that, the... the excessive amounts of seasoning and just 
additives that you that you put on your food the fried food the butter the grease the oil like it adds up and people just feel like no i should be able to eat whatever i want do whatever i want and that's it it's like it doesn't work like that yeah insane (laughs) anyways we have one more thing the topic of the week Christine Quinn on Call Her Daddy. Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> Did you for forget about I that? I literally forgot. I'm like, there's something else? This is the main tea, okay? So I used to listen to the Call Her Daddy podcast. I don't really listen to it anymore, except for when somebody like Christine Quinn goes on the show. Mm-hmm. She spilled all the tea on Selling Sunset. Who's a real realtor? Who isn't? Who is propping up the fake storylines who isn't Mm -hmm. who gets paid the most i thought that was super interesting me too yeah what did you think of the pod i mean i thought it was a super interesting episode i love christine like she's obviously the hbic from that show the rest (laughs) of them i just think are so like i like them at times but then they like piss me off because i'm like come on Mm -hmm. come on yeah um I thought it was interesting to hear that there are different pay grades, but that kind of makes sense because that's how like the housewives works. Like the longer you've been on, the more money you get paid. Um, and also if you're like a main character, because Davina isn't a main character. She doesn't deserve to get paid the same as Christine. Yeah. Like or she Chrishell. don't, she don't do shit. Right. Davina had like one main scene in the whole last season where she went back to her old client. Right. Like, that was it. Um, I thought that was interesting. I thought all the tea that she spilled on Adam DeVillo and the production company is incredibly interesting. And then I went and listened to Heather McDonald's podcast, Juicy Scoop, because she had Spencer Pratt on. Mm. He was on The Hills, which is the other show that Adam has started and his production company ran. And very similar stories, Heidi and Spencer were the chosen villains and there was a lot of fake storylines, a lot of manipulation, a lot of intimidation. Um, Heidi even had to file a complaint of sexual misconduct. Um, Spencer even told a story that at a photo shoot for like some magazine, like People magazine, Adam DeVello like grabbed Heidi's ass in front of everyone and then the cast turned around and lied about it when she when she lodged the complaint and so the the network never like went any further with like trying to like separate him but in this case with Christine he has been banned from the set he cannot be around any of the women um that is disgusting disgusting and that I mean with what happened with Heidi and Spencer that was what like well over 10 years ago when Mm -hmm. the hills was on so if he's continued that kind of behavior with christine like you just people like that don't change yeah it's hard i feel like it's a slippery slope because on one hand it's like uh, we kind of know reality tv is fake but i feel like uh, this podcast episode just showed that a lot of people don't really know that reality tv is fake right because uh, she was receiving death threats people were really mad at her it was bringing down her brand like right it's just really sad because it's very easy to manipulate a conversation in the podcast episode when christine showed the two clips Mm -hmm. like 
I could do that on iMovie if I shot for three hours. Right. A, a frame of Heather saying something and a frame of Christine saying something else at some other point. Right. And you see the difference because you never actually see Heather's lips say the sentence that we hear on the show. Mm-hmm. They cut away and they watch Christine react and then yeah. her follow up. So it's like you you and you even hear like a glitch in the, the audio. It's not like a smooth transition mm-hmm. from the beginning of Heather's sentence to the end of it. I couldn't figure out if it was just like my phone that I was listening to it on or if it was the actual audio. It was kind of weird. It was like a little choppy. Um, And we see how things get put together and that changes the entire reaction and which made sense because I kept saying like, I don't feel like Christine's reactions to things are, 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 are making sense yeah. like in every from scene to scene. Like I feel like she's one way in front of this person and the next time she gets in front of them that she's different and then the next time she's uh, with the other person she's different. So I just felt like there was like a continuity issue and this it now it explains it. Yeah, no. I even pointed it out um at the tea party when Christine walked in wearing a pink hat and then when she was sitting down with a blue hat. Right. I was like this is fucking weird. I don't know. Um, But I thought the episode was so interesting. I love how she kind of, you know, ripped the curtain away from, yeah, all this shit is fake. I I was a realtor before at the Oppenheim group. Nobody wanted to to do the show. I was pushing for it because I always wanted to be on reality TV. Yeah. And when I got my chance, I played it up. Right. Makes complete sense. Completely. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, making the choice to be the villain. Um, but I don't, I do think there are limits to that when you're putting her, like, her personal integrity, integrity, yes, her professional integrity at stake, like with the bribery storyline. And, and there really wasn't any, like, evidence of that. It was just like, he said, I talked to this person, I talked to this person, I talked to this person, you know, it was, it was hearsay. Yeah. Honestly, that made me. I feel like that was, in the moment, I definitely thought that was a fake storyline. Yeah. Because nobody could prove that. No. My client called me and said Christine offered him five grand. Like, also, five grand was such a little amount of money. (laughs) She said, am I poor? Yeah. (laughs) No, you're talking about million dollar clients. You think they give a fuck about five grand? Five thousand dollars. No, it just did not make any sense. Right. It it really didn't. It was very, it was weird. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great interview overall. I didn't realize, like, all the things about her, like, past and her upbringing. She was from Texas very religious family her mother was terminally um ill for most of her childhood she ran away at 17 never finished high school like i didn't know she got has an eighth grade education like i you didn't hear when that came out in the vogue interview no yeah in the vogue interview she revealed that that you know she was very ashamed about the fact that she never graduated high school i just thought that was all very interesting it makes her so much more dynamic mm-hmm. um I I really enjoyed the interview overall. Yeah. No, I thought I thought it was really great. Alex did a good job with her questions. Mm-hmm. Like she was thorough. I, yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, me too. As I was watching it. I love how she talked about her her sugar daddy relationship. She was very open yes. about all of her ambitions, her past. I love that. Me too. I I and I liked what she said that she was like, I just don't understand why. I should be ashamed of wanting 
powerful men with money to take care of take care to to take care of me as a woman in this world that they have subjugated me in. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, why do we shame women for being ambitious, for wanting to get ahead, for wanting to take care of themselves or for someone to take care of them? Yeah. No, I. that's definitely something I, I do not condone for people to be shamed about. I've said on the pod before, I think people should be shamed for certain things. <laughs> but that's one of the ones that I'm like, no, please. Right. Like... <laughs> whatever yeah um very good interview i think she said i'm probably gonna be sued but come after me because you can't afford my lawyers i wish she would have gone into more about her relationship with her husband um like i want to know what their dynamic is hmm i don't know i feel like again echoing what we said earlier in the show people are allowed to share what they want to share and not share what they don't very true i'm curious but i'm not entitled to that information that is (laughs) that you're right yeah i mean i think their dynamic is uh, i mean uh, so many other people's dynamic when they're in that type of relationship she wanted a rich husband and he's very much rich and he's probably so lovely to her yeah so like uh, they have love for each other he does seem lovely to her he seems very nice Mm -hmm. very nice man (laughs) yeah ain't nothing wrong with that no and she had a baby for him right and the baby's adorable so cute and she looks like she likes being a mom she does a working mom right i love the fact that she still works me too and also i saw this did you watch the tiktok that i sent you about the per like the who's actually selling houses who's actually selling Zillow? houses yes so Chrishella's only sold seven houses in her career but that makes sense because she only got her real estate license to join the oppenheim group and for the show right and that means she hasn't sold she's really not sold any houses while she's been on the show which also makes sense because I always said she doesn't seem like she works. Mm-hmm. She she keeps she stay having a deal, but if that was the truth, we there the numbers would be higher. Yeah, but if we think about it, the show's only been on for two years, and she just started her real estate career. Three, three years. I mean, million dollar clients, seven houses is low, but it's not like extremely low. I don't know. Maya sells real houses. She sold like 87 houses in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, Davina has sold like 58 houses in her career. Mm-hmm. They did it. The video didn't go into anybody else's, but I would have loved to hear what Mary's number was. I would have loved to hear Mary's number, but also Christine did say that on Mary the podcast does that Mary does sell. Sell. I believe that. Like, I feel like Mary is probably higher than Mary. Mm-hmm. I mean, higher than Maya. Higher than Maya. Probably. Those bitches don't be working. <laughs> I don't know. You also not have all to, of them. Not all of them, but you also have to keep in mind, like real estate can be lucrative for the top agents, but for a lot of them, it's not that lucrative. Like a lot of uh, just normal agents, they'll sell one house in a year, and then even the high end agents, unless you're very much established in your career, you'll be lucky if you get like two listings. So you also have to keep that in mind. I don't know. We'll see. I was on uh, Christine's platform as well. And she says she has like $160 million worth of, of real estate listed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then like Davina was on, I watched an interview with Davina and she was like, Christine doesn't have a broker's license. So I don't really understand how she has a brokerage. You can get your broker's license after being an agent for two years. And that tracks. She was with Oppenheim Group for four years before. Yeah. I don't know. The show started. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Davina was just throwing shade. She, it's okay. Also, Christine said season one of the show, I got my real estate license within a week. I took Adderall and I studied every (laughs) single day and I was a realtor. So I wouldn't be surprised if she did that to her broker's license too. Maybe. Like, before, like a year ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Well... Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the TVNT podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you are listening. You know all the places. Wherever you are listening to us, please leave us a five-star review. Tell us something nice. Only if it's nice. <laughs> and if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up. And we will be back next Saturday with another episode to serve the tea on the latest TV and pop culture news. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.